Welcome back to House Rich, the real estate show, the home of the world's best home buying tips. Today, we're going to take a break from the exciting world of mortgage guidelines and talk about the three craziest ways that I've lost deals. So, um, let's get into it. So, my first story is about the first deal, doing air quotes if you listen to the podcast, that I ever actually got. And so, in this intro, getting your first deal is very hard unless you have like a huge network or you're you're well connected because basically like I always say you're trying to trust somebody to make the biggest financial decision of your life and there's always this thought and nothing is wrong but there's always this thought when you're a home buyer you go to a realtor first you know you see the shows you know million dollar listings it's a realtor show you don't see million dollar listings and they're just interviewing you know lenders you know I guess sitting in the office sitting in their home office on the phone that's that's boring it's not flashy so folks think realtor when it's time to purchase a home and so you know I was with a smaller broker independent so it's not like when you're with a bigger um, lender like like say I was with Chase previously as well where it's like hey somebody will walk into Chase or they hey let me call my local bank I was just with a, a small um, bank out of uh, Chicago and I, and I was actually in Dallas and I was the only I think I was the only person in the Texas market at that time no 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 so that we had we had an office in Austin but I was the only one in the DFW the Dallas market they were trying to expand that market so they they had me uh, the newbie it's completely new to the mortgage world expanding that office and so the way to get businesses you know got to go you basically got to connect with realtors and so how was I connected with realtors you know just I'd wake up early you know I'd go on LinkedIn and I send a message to about like a hundred realtors and then you know maybe um uh, maybe five or six will respond and then so the people that don't respond you just you just call them and you're calling them, calling them, you're trying to get them on the phone and, and make a deal. And that's how I went about my business. And so I uh, ended up meeting with, uh, so I met with, with a lot of people. You don't really get any business at first because somewhere else is like, hey, you got to give me business to give you business. Like, that don't make any sense. But um, had a good conversation. He referred me a couple people and they all had bad credit. Like I said, realtors aren't going to give you their best clients off the break. But um, maybe after like client number six or seven, I finally got one. So I ran ran the credit. I think it was like a six six thirty seven. Um fellow veteran, you know, VA loan. And so I was like, man, finally got one here in the books. And so everything was all cool, but I failed to ask this one <laughs> fatal question, which is, are you going to be in the United States of America in the next three days? And so <laughs> the answer was no, because the guy was in the military and he was deploying uh overseas. And so uh, yeah, so he's deploying overseas. So, now we went through the mortgage process. We, like I said, we pre-qualified, pre-qualified the guy, um, got his income documents, everything to make sure he was good to go. You know, did my due diligence up front, and then so he's looking, looking, looking for a home. I think they looked. Uh, this is probably 2018. It's maybe they looked for about a month ish or so to find a home, and they finally found a home and went under contract. And so. You know, let, let's 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 get ready to roll in this uh this loan process and so got all the documents and so he, he he was married too and then his wife called me like four days later or something like that and was like hey um oh i forget the guy's name i wouldn't say his name anyways but hey it's going to be is overseas no is overseas or and so uh is that going to be an issue and i'm like um probably i don't know this is a completely new um process to me and so it's not technically not a problem. 
So I've never had to run through this scenario all the way to his end, but technically I don't think it is a problem because when you're overseas on American base, you're on American soil, and so you can get a notary, there's a legal department, all that to sign documents. So going overseas in itself is not an issue, but being uh, completely out of the loop as far as communication is definitely an issue. So for whatever reason, he didn't communicate that to me. I called the realtor. It was a completely shot. It's a complete shot to the realtor. They didn't know as well. And then so uh, completely, just completely lost communication with the guy. Like his wife didn't have access to any of the stuff that we needed. I mean, at least he could have just had her, you know, be a, I think just had a power of attorney with his wife and we could have gone through the process. Like I said, it was a pretty straightforward loan, I think. Um, I mean, he was in the military, you know, just standard pay stubs, you know, credit. Um, he had the funds. But, yeah, he just went off to Japan and just was out of the loop. You know, I couldn't get in touch with the guy for um, – actually, I mean, I never got in touch with the guy. Like I said, I found out from his wife that he was employing overseas. And so, yeah, that went to what went down the drain after, like, three weeks of no contact with that uh, <laughs> that young uh, that young sailor. So um, that's story number one about how uh, I lost um, – well, things that I've – ways I've lost deals. So number – Two. So this story, I had a buyer who wanted to buy their home cash. And so they do do whatever you want for your for your financial situation. But to me, um, yeah, do whatever you want for your best financial situation. But yeah, the homeowners had the ability to buy the home cash. It was like their forever home. So it was like, okay, um, you know, it sort of makes sense. They just wanted to be so they just wanted to be free from a mental standpoint where it's like, hey, I don't have to be, I don't want to have to worry about a mortgage. I know my budget. You know, we have our um, our savings and all that. So we're, we're good to go. So I'm like, all right, why are you talking to me? And so um, they said they wanted to explore options as far as what made more sense. And so if you go back and watch my video about premium pricing, um, what you can actually do is you can do premium pricing and basically raise your interest rate to the point that it covers all your closing costs and everything, all lender fees. And it's actually cheaper if you're purchasing cash to do that because the interest rate only hurts you if you're going to be in the loan for like a long time. But yeah, if you if you do the premium pricing, raise your interest rate up to cover all the closing costs, the closing because you're going to have to pay title fees anyways, whether you're you're going cash or not. So basically it covered all the, the title fees. It covered the lender fees. And we're able to get them a $2,500 down payment assistance as well. So it was actually cheaper to get the loan. Assuming they just paid off, they just paid off the uh, the house in cash like three months later. Um, or they could pay it off anyways, but you no, know, just so it didn't look too bad for me. Pay off the home three months later in cash. It would have been cheaper to them. So I explained that to them. So they were like, okay, that's what we're going to do. And so everything's fine. We got all the documents. We We get to closing and all that. Literally the day of closing. Um, for whatever reason, our closing department uh, had an issue with one of the, the documents. And so, because um, the documents weren't to the title company 24 hours early, the realtor convinced the clients just to buy the home cash because like, oh, um, company X is not going to close on time. Huh? And so, but no one relayed that to me, which is the thing. It's like, uh, when it was because it didn't make any sense. It was just a realtor being... Um, a, a bozo, you know, looking out for their best interests. Because in the hypothetical scenario where, let's say we closed a day late, okay, you still get your commission. The home buyers in the best situation paying, getting the financing because we're there. Because once again, we're covering all the um, third-party fees. But um, yeah, and so I worked at a bank at the time. So the other thing about this is the, and this is very rare, but the home buyers were actually because it was a remote signing. The buyers were actually signing decided to sign in the bank 
and use our um, personnel in the bank to sign the loan. So I was in there and I'm like, hey, you know, how's everything going? You know, you know, blah, 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 greetings, happy closing day, blah, blah, blah. And so they're like, um, yeah, we decided to go cash on the property. We're going to go get a cashier check. And I'm like, huh? Like, why, why wouldn't you... Like, why would you not say anything? It was just, it was, it was just a weird thing. Um, it was still unclear why um, they made the decision because it wasn't the best financial decision financially. And it was 100% we're closing. And I was like I said, we were clear to close like three days before they had signed the CD and all that. But yeah, ended up just paying for the, the house closed and then still had the nerve to ask me to um, review the loan documents for them at the end of the process. And so I'm not a jerk, so I went over the documents with them. But I'm like, man, like... Uh, you know, just it's all the injury. We're going to waste your time too. And have you want you to sit here and review some loan documents with us um, during this time frame? And so, all right. So now saving the best for last. And so, one thing about getting a pre-qualification on the mortgage process is that technically your lender cannot demand documents from you. Like they have to take your word for you know your income and all this. But you know, I always highly encourage folks to submit documents, but yeah, technically you can't demand um, documents in order to do a, a prequel. And so, I don't know if the buyer knew this or or, or what, and so uh, he presented a bunch of stuff, like he presented like a, um, he presented proof of funds, we ran credit and all that, but uh, he was on like disability. And so he was gonna like disability income. I can't remember the exact situation, I probably should have did some research before I did this call. But I can't remember the exact situation, but basically he said, and hey, it goes my dog. He said basically, basically we're on um, disability. And so yeah, he, was, he was on disability at, at the time. Um, and so he couldn't get pay stubs. And so, okay, I'm like, okay, you know, you know, go, go on this. Uh, no, no, I was asking, I was, no, was going to ask him for like disability uh, paperwork. And so he wouldn't provide it. He was kind of delayed. It, but my thing is always, okay, I tell every folks like, whether it's this situation or you don't want to submit income docs, you know, I'll communicate that to your realtors. They know we're on the same page. But, you know, if you don't got the docs when it comes game time, joke's on you because um, you're going to pay earnest money. You're going to move forward the process and lose earnest money because once you're under contract, of course, you know, the, the, the mortgage company can demand documents. So, um, long story short, man, this guy was not even employed by the company that he said he was. And so he went through this whole rigmarole about, you know, I couldn't get docs, I'm on this disability, blah, blah, blah. The man hadn't worked at the company for um, a year and a half. A year and a half. Like, whoa. And like, because right, he presented, presented pay subs, but I'm like, what? What did you think was going to happen? Like when we asked for pay subs, um, you think we're just going to just going to yell out HIPAA and you know not be able to ask for pay subs or verify your employment, verify your employment for your employer? But uh, yeah, the guy didn't even have a job, and he then he had the nerve to get upset at me and call his realtor, and they were trying to record, um, do these clandestine phone calls where they were like recording the conversation, um. But one, I mean, that's kind of kind of kind of bogus to do that. But I'm I'm straight up straight by the buck. He was 100% wrong. I don't know what recording the conversation of you trying to trying to get a loan without any pay subs is going to do in your end. But you kind of tell because he was asking all these these weird questions where you know where it's like, hey, I'm try, like it was a deposition. Like he was trying to get me a record. Did you say this? Did you say that? Blah blah blah. And so, um, and the interesting thing was, um, I was actually talking to him on the phone once. 
when my my uh, my manager, who, who who only see maybe like once every month and a half, happened to walk into uh, go my right here. He happened to walk into the branch the moment I was talking to the guy on the phone, and so he could hear me saying like, "Hey, um, we need to see your pay stubs." And I was like, "Hey, are you not employed? Like this doesn't make any sense." And so he could hear he could hear my side of the conversation, and so um, which was super important because he could hear me asking this guy. And I was like, "Okay, we need the docs. We need the docs. We need the docs." Um, no, to move forward, we're going to delay the process. And so, which was super important because later on, the guy tried to like um, get the company to pay for his earnest money because he obviously lost his earnest money because he went forward this deal. And he's basically trying to claim that I was I was being um, not straightforward with the guy and not telling him um, what was what was going on and um, and the timelines and all this. But like I said, he could hear that I was telling the guy to to that basically, you know, the loan wasn't going to work unless we have the documents. And then he, he could hear that I was kept asking the guy to turn in documents, documents. And, it's, and so he knew what day he was in the office. So it was like, hey, if, you know, if my, uh, this guy's asked to turn in documents like, you know, um, four or five days after the earnest money period has happened, clearly that's on you delaying the process and you still want to move forward and all this stuff. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a lot, those are the three courageous ways I've lost deals. Um, hopefully that was interesting. I simple was if you watched up to this point. So, um, I don't know, maybe if you want to hear more stories, I'll start telling more stories about the the mortgage process, or uh, I'll stick to the guidelines. Let me know in the comments, especially if you listen this far. All right, thanks. Or you can DM me on IG if you don't, if you're just listening to the podcast. So, yeah, thanks. All right.